Welcome to Weekly Homilies. Each week we present a homily by Father Mark Suslanko, pastor of the community of Saints Isidore and Maria in beautiful Glastonbury, Connecticut. These are introduced by myself, Jonathan Sozek, director of our community's Faith Formation Office. For more about Father Mark and the life of our community, please head over to isadoreandmaria.org. Today, we present Season 2, Episode 25 of this podcast. We'll hear Father Mark's homily from June 23, 2019, The Solemnity of the Most Holy Body and Blood of Christ in Year C. The Gospel for this week is Luke chapter 9, verses 11b through 17. Let's listen now to that reading and hear Father Mark's response. A reading from the Gospel of Luke. Jesus spoke to the crowds about the kingdom of God, and he healed those who needed to be cured. As the day was drawing to a close, the twelve approached him and said, Dismiss the crowd so that they can go to the surrounding villages and farms and find lodging and provisions, for we are in a deserted place here. He said to them, Give them some food yourselves. They replied, Five loaves and two fish are all we have, unless we ourselves go and buy food for all these people. Now the men, they are numbered about five thousand. Then he said to his disciples, Have them sit down in groups of about fifty. They did so, and made them all sit down. Then, taking the five loaves and the two fish, and looking up to heaven, he said the blessing over them, broke them, and gave them to the disciples to set before the crowd. They all ate and were satisfied. And when the leftover fragments were picked up, they filled twelve wicker baskets. The Gospel of the Lord. When you present yourself for a Holy Communion and you hear the words, the body of Christ, what do you understand those words to mean? In other words, how do you process them in your mind and heart? Now, over the years, I've asked a variety of folks that very question and over the years received a variety of answers from the sublime to the ridiculous. And in the midst of all of those responses come things such as this. Well, that's that time when we received that wafer thing. Or that's the time when Something holy happens during the Mass. I'm not really quite sure what that is. Others would say, well, it's Holy Communion. Or it's the body of Christ. Others who have a better grasp of theology will actually come back and say, it's transubstantiation. When bread and wine is transformed into the body and blood of Christ, which is what we as Catholics actually believe, that the bread and the wine is transformed wholly and totally into the body and blood of Christ. But if you listen to all of those different responses, each one of them appeals to our brains. 
they all require some kind of mental processing and are kind of void and absent of any substantial meaning in the person's life. I can certainly believe in the doctrine of transubstantiation. I can certainly believe that the bread and the wine become the body and blood of Christ. But what does that mean in here? When you hear those words, what does it mean in here? Well, to unlock that and understand that a bit, we have to go back to the beginning of time. We have to go back to that point when God first started creating things. And as we've said before, when God creates the stars or the heavens or the world or even a flower, he doesn't do so as if he's some supernatural magician in the sky waving his wand and saying, poof, there's a flower. Poof, there's Susan. Poof, there's the mountain. And then get about the business of creating other things. That's not how God creates. God creates by emptying his very self into creation so that the creation of a mountain, for example, doesn't just flow as the result of a command of God, but it flows forth from the very essence of God. And in that mountain that has been created remains a spark of that divine presence and love. When God creates, he doesn't then leave his creation, but he remains a part of it. So that anything and anyone created by God contains an image of God in that very thing, in its very essence. And so this self-emptying of God continues to happen throughout all of history. God empties himself into his created world every moment of every day. He continues to do it in and through us as well, even now. But more perfectly so when it came time to create his son, Jesus Christ. Now all of us believe without hesitation that Jesus is both God and man. We believe that Jesus is the perfect image and incarnation of God. That when God created Jesus and took the form of a human being, he emptied himself fully and wholly into that human being and became one. So that when we see Jesus, we see God. And that's at the essence of our belief in the Trinity, which we celebrated last week. We see Jesus, we see God. God emptied himself wholly and entirely into Jesus. Now Jesus, on the night before he was betrayed, as the words of institution remind us, gathered his disciples around and he took bread and he took wine to leave them as a memorial. But it wasn't just as a symbolic action. It wasn't just as a remembrance of times gone by of what they were about to do in that upper room that night before he died. 
It was a repetition of the very same creative, empowering action that infused the human Jesus with the very essence of God himself. God emptied himself once again, wholly and entirely, into the bread and the wine. So that those very simple, humble objects could contain the very essence of God himself. Just as Jesus did when he was born in a stable in Bethlehem. So if we believe that Jesus is the incarnate God who came to us as one like us, it really is not much more of a stretch to believe that what happens on this altar during the consecration of Mass is exactly the same thing. God emptying himself once again into simple, humble things that then become his very essence. And so we come up to present ourselves for Holy Communion, eager to receive this very presence of God. And we hear the words, the body of Christ. Then our hearts become ready and open to receive this very God himself, God's emptying of himself into the very essence of my soul so that I can become one with God. St. John of the Cross tells us, to love God is to become God. To love God is to become God. The very love of the Eucharist, the very essence of God's presence coming into and flowing into the very essence of myself is transformative. When we present ourselves for Holy Communion, God is saying to us, I want you to be awakened. I want you to become more aware. I want you to be transformed. Transformed. I mean, let's face it. We all come here regularly with the business of our lives. I know here today there's folks that are struggling with recent deaths of people who were close in their families. I know that there are folks here who are really struggling with some personal issues. I know there are folks here who are facing difficulties because of physical maladies with their bodies. I know of people here who are facing difficulties in their families due to relationships that just can't seem to mend or heal or present themselves continually as struggles. I know there's people here who are wrestling with where we are in the world and carry the anxiety of that on their shoulders. We all come with our bags of imperfection. We don't come with our bags of perfection, imperfection, and weakness. And when we come here with our very selves that are broken, we present ourselves for Holy Communion. God says to us, be transformed, be awakened, become more aware. In other words, look at things this way. Look at things this way. Look at things over here. Be like this. And the being and the looking he is asking us to take upon ourselves is the very essence of himself in the person of Jesus Christ through those sacred elements of Holy Communion that are the very essence of his presence and his very self given to us 
to awaken, to arouse, to transform, to inspire, so that when we leave this church, we leave not with just our own heart, but with a heart that's been more deeply transformed into the very heart of God. And we're asked to get out of our way so that God can come through. Get out of our way so that God can come through. Bring that good news to a world that is broken. See things differently. Become more aware. Act differently. And we're going to know that we're doing this because we're going to see change in our life. We're going to become more virtuous. We're going to find ourselves becoming more generous, kinder, more compassionate, attentive, aware. When we see a flower blooming, the flower will no longer just be a flower, but it's going to burst and speak forth of the very essence and nature of God. When we associate ourselves with another human being, it's not going to just be another human being, but it's going to be a unique, wonderful, beautiful, and special creation of God, just like I am myself. And it's going to call forth for us a sense of reverence and even awe. When I go about the business of my life, I'm not doing it just for my own benefit and regard, but I'm doing it because I have been infused with the very essence of God. God has emptied himself into me, and I am now going out as one of his disciples. I have a greater purpose, a greater goal, and I have now the strength and the courage to do this. But we all know one thing about ourselves. We're not perfect. And we continue to trip up with the obstacles of life. And life continues to teach us lessons. And we get up in the morning and we do things okay one day and find ourselves back down again the next. And that's why the Eucharist is not just a one-time deal like baptism. Eucharist is one of those sacraments we can receive over and over and over again because we need to. Because we need to continually be made aware, awakened, renewed, that image of God continues to need to be reinforced and recreated in us because it can easily slip away through our own weakness and limitation. And so as we present ourselves today once again to receive the sacred body of Christ, let us do so with a greater awareness of what we are actually doing, of how God is inviting us to receive him, to let our hearts be transformed into his image and likeness so that we can bring that wonderful, compassionate, loving, merciful presence of God to a world that is so broken, lost, and in need. And in doing so, we will truly be the disciples we are called to be. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.